What follows is a patrons-only reasonably sound extra for episode 41, A Not-So-Quiet Place. I really like the anecdote you're about to hear, and it's a fun little piece of history, but this one didn't make it into the episode basically because of time. It was already a very long episode, and even though I like this, and I think, um, as I say in the extra itself, it's a good object lesson, I felt like I could tell the story and make my points without adding this little extra bit, uh, but I do love it. Also, you might notice that the sound quality is a little bit different. It's not worse. Uh, it's just, you know, I moved. Uh, I'm in a different room. I'm still trying to figure out how to make it sound the way that I like. It's a little bit of a challenge, but, you know, I got some curtains on the way, a rug on the way. I'm hoping it will sort of tighten everything up a little bit. But until then, it's going to be a, a little bit more space than you're used to. So I hope you like it. And if you don't like it, I hope you can deal with it. In the late 1930s, the Amsterdam police formed a unit that they ended up calling the Silent Brigade. This was a group of officers in pairs and on motorcycle, one driving and one in a sidecar, who would putter around the city enforcing noise ordinances. Their main targets were apparently honking, revving motorists measured through the newly invented handheld sound meter known as a Silenta created for the police force and in collaboration with its chief, but they weren't above a house call to check if your neighbor's polka music wasn't too overbearing as well. In her book Mechanical Sound, Technology, Culture, and Problems of Noise in the 20th Century, Karen Biesterveld describes the various troubles which met the brigade. Regulation stipulated measurements must be made in open space, and so a truck suspected of exceeding the limit had to be taken to a calm location for further testing, where wind and other factors would impede an ideally perfect and direct measurement. The Silenta would only react to sounds over 80 decibels, so like a blender at arm's length or a freight train at 15 meters and its results differed in comparison with similar devices available elsewhere, thus calling into question claims of its objectivity. The Silent Brigade, along with being just kind of funny, I don't know about you, but I picture like Keystone cops with ear horns and boom poles with microphones sticking out every which way out of their mopeds, which themselves make a heinously grating noise. Anyway, besides being kind of funny, I think they're a good object lesson for the increasingly serious relationship between nuisance sound and the authorities, principally having to do with the idea that to measure means to know for certain, and that past a measurable threshold, a sound becomes necessarily noise. One critic of the various noise ordinances of Amsterdam and their methods of enforcement, Biesterveld points out, penned a letter which jokingly encourages the use of the silenta for your neighbor's parlor music and too loud conversations. At all the smallest infractions, we may alert the authorities to our irritation and perhaps have something done about it. Imagine, too, they go on to write how peaceful family life will become. As soon as someone raises their voice to quarrel, another family member need only mention the Silenta and the Silence Brigade to shut them up. Where the Brigade and its technologies set out to create a more peaceful city, 
they could in fact lead to the creation of conflict between neighbors, between family members, threatening or narking on one another and doing so with the infrastructure of law and state power on their side. The suggestion of such a result may have been a joke then, a funny hyperbolic opinion piece sent in to the newspaper editor, but I think today it's not, and we should be thoughtful about how we can use sound to invite power, the police, the state, into conflict with those around us. Mm -hmm. 